0: it's time to feel the rage welcome to film rage where we talk movies in our current climate we are focusing on streaming and classic films as well directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage my name is bryce and i'm part of the film rage crew which also includes jim hello jim hey hey so with the introductions out of the way let's rage on
1: let's rage
0: on well today we have a
1: somewhat special event because uh, all the cinemas are closed and COVID-19 has forced us to accept dares and clearly demented and disturbed people to watch some desperately awful sadistic rage-filled dares. Plus we watch some new streaming, then some other stuff happens and then we go into Christmas season alone by ourselves, forced to be with the only people our government is allowing us to be with who aren't necessarily the people we want. You hear what I'm saying?
0: Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, let's Christmas dance. All
0: right.
1: Streaming. Motherfucking streaming. We've been just streaming. Apparently we're going to be streaming for the rest of our lives. And Bryce, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, we're streaming.
1: And Murray's watching football
0: non-stop. Yes. Alright. So, we are going to start with... Porno! Who doesn't love porno? We've
1: been talking about doing it on the show for years. Why haven't we talked about
0: porno? Because there hasn't been a movie called porno before. So porno is from 2019. I think it got released late last year, but it's kind of making the rounds on the streaming as we speak. Uh, It isn't exclusive to Shudder right now. So uh, another reason to get Shudder. It's got some, uh, you know, fairly original content and there's uh, lots of good stuff on Shudder. Fun for hours. So, shhh, porno. Uh, Movie theater employees discover a film that unleashes an alluring succubus who wreaks havoc on their teenage minds and bodies. The film takes place in the early 90s, as the movie theater is playing Encino Man and a league of their own. The teens involved here are all fairly steeped in religion, which the film does play for some laughs without being insulting. The religious tendencies are necessary to push the story forward by explaining many of the motivations of each character. Eventually they find a movie, in a hidden part of the movie theater, through a series of events. They watch said film, and a demon from hell is unleashed. From, yes, from there we get a penis ripped off, and someone's testicles explode, you know, pretty standard fare. Overall, the film was fun, it was okay, it was meh.
1: Well, well, well. Encino Man or A League of Your Own. Both not great choices.
0: Which I would choose you choose? Porno. You choose, I choose Porno. Porno. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I mean, if I have to choose between those two, I would do what they did and choose Porno. There you go. <laughs> uh, I know this is a period piece. But never have I seen so many teens that are clueless to sex, the world, reality, and life. Now I get it. They seem to be shrouded in right-wing Christian veils of ignorance. And initially, I was kind of bothered by this. Uh, But then I really started to enjoy their innocence and the film's geekiness. Great creep factor, great suspense weird and wonderful 80s porn freakiness. I love creeping along with the whole cast of misfits, decay that was these high school dorks. FYI, Todd, the most adorable little ginger ever. Heavy Metal Jeff is the best name for anyone ever in any movie.
0: Heavy Metal Jeff. I think I
1: might even steal this going forward. Uh, I think I'm going to start to call you Heavy Metal Brick because it kind of fits your personality. Does it? I mean, it totally fits, right? You are heavy metal, Bryce. Right?
0: Am I? Yeah,
1: you it's kind of your thing. All right. You're even, you're even wearing your heavy metal headband today. There so you It's, go. it's perfect. <laughs> the only issue is that heavy metal Jeff's testicles. <laughs> well, no, let me back up. The only problem with Jeff is that he was clearly the weakest link in the group. Is that the Satan sign you're giving me? Maybe. Hell Satan. Uh, Wow. Jeff's testicles were pretty disgustingly interesting, to say the least. It's a nice bow that Ricky ties, though. Who knew you could tie a bow out of mutilated testicles to be a nice, clean package to open later? Merry Christmas, heavy metal Jeff and his girlfriend. Uh, Loved the the poster of Chessie Morgan. That was a huge surprise for anybody that's over the age of 40. Uh, I'm going to imagine that they know who Chessie Morgan is. Uh, It was a huge surprise and it was like, what? How did that just show up in the movie? (laughs) Interesting how they all end up being by themselves to allow the sex demon to attack them, though. Not that I minded at all. This, uh, uh, it, it just kind of added to the whole hot sex demon who happens to be super hot. And if I had to answer which is my favorite kind of demon, I would say sex demon. Hands down. Right? If you're going to be possessed by demons, killed by demons, whatever, by demons, please at least have sex with me first. Sure. Oh my God, the full frontal nudity shot of the devil's wiener causing heavy metal Jeff to run from the theater saying, I'm out, was priceless. Favorite line, all these porn chemicals running around in your brain, giving you hallucinations and whatnot, is totally typical of satanic takeover of the mind. I like this film a lot. Had great nudity for all the nude lovers out there. Very lgbtq friendly ish as it has representation. But because it's early 90s period piece It still has some 90s mentality About treating people Who are LGBTQ so. Couldn't be Got
0: avoided the
1: representation. Yep, could have been avoided Got enough gore, meaner mutilation, demon fucking Fucking demon, getting fucked by a demon And finally fucking up the demon So, to samite, Lots of fucking Lots of demons Lots of movie geekdom and dorks All trying to be cool know, It was a fun little horror romp Get a fuck you hot demon
0: man. Okay, that was a lot of F-bombs there. You're making me uncomfortable.
1: Well, I can't help it. There was a lot of fucking that was going on in this movie. Like, you can't ignore the fact that there was a lot of demon and there was a lot of fucking. Just, you can't avoid it. All
0: it's right. there. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> what else did we see? We oh, saw...
0: We saw... Zombie Child! Uh, also, Zombies. yeah, also came out late, late 2019. did and this one actually? I think ended up at a bunch of festivals too. It, uh,
1: oh really? Yeah, I think I remember
0: hearing about it. Yeah, no, it, it uh, and it had uh, some pretty good reviews if memory serves me correct when it was making the rounds. Um, well, it,
1: you know what we
0: say about reviews. Yeah, well, so Zombie Child 2019, it is also playing on Shutter. Don't don't.
1: Shutter. Don't don't don't. all right so. so
0: I feel as though I should have liked this more than I did it causes a great many questions to come up in your mind as you watch it and pretty much resolves none of them it does not <laughs> it does not presume presume to uh, lead you in any direction but rather lets you come to your own conclusions at no point. Does it tell you how to think about anything you're watching? Perhaps one of the more objective films that I've actually ever watched. The filmmakers showed an ability to weave a story of a Haitian man in the 1960s who was buried and and comes back to life to work in the sugarcane fields a few days later. They combine that with a story of a spoiled teenager 55 years later who befriends a Haitian immigrant because of her connection to Voodoo, so she can resolve her romantic woes over a recent breakup. It's kind of impressive that they were able to put these two stories together, and gotta say, it's original. Um, The movie bounces back and forth between the stories, and eventually the stories come together in a fairly effective climax. Ultimately, (laughs) I wanted more. To be honest, I cannot even tell you what I mean by that. I was left a little bewildered by the end. There was nothing wrong with this, but as an overall experience for me, it was meh.
1: Interesting, very interesting. So, uh, I want to start with saying uh, yuck to a blowfish murder. Mm. It was an interesting start to a movie. I mean, you don't get you don't get blowfish murders uh, very often. Uh, interesting start and a little true to the craft which makes the start to me just that m- much more super cool absolutely uh the double layered plot lines crossing somewhat as we end the film makes it an interesting suspense the film is a biopic but you'd never know as the film unravels uh to say this is a traditional horror film to say that santa comes twice a year except he doesn't except no. maybe with mrs claus mm. uh and it's not, by the way. Uh, nor do I think that it's even a horror film at all. Uh, as any listeners who know, who have listened to our podcast for a long time, my favorite genre of horror film is, jo- is zombies. Now, this covers all types of zombies. Fast zombies, low zombies, zombie-adjacent films like 28 Days Later. But my absolute favorite of sub-sub-genre horror zombie is, is sh- real life voodoo zombies.
0: Oh, okay. I thought it was like zombies that you know work in the sugar cane fields.
1: Yeah, well, that that's, that's part of the same of it thing. Yeah, it's all part of the same genre. <laughs> uh, it's because guess what? These the actual true zombie films. It's it's fucking weird shit. Like mm-hmm. it's it's. There's a lot of history follow-up and follow-up been done on zombieism from Haiti. So it's it's an interesting concept. Um, And don't even get me started about zombie documentaries. That's just, it's even more mind-blowing for me. Voodoo zombies. Uh, In this film, though, it is a bit convoluted through most of the film, allowing forward and backward in time, and not really suspenseful until we get to the very end. This kind of makes you think the film will go in a certain direction. But in fact, the whole movie, you think that it is going to become some kind of teenage angst horror film, or perhaps uh, it becomes a zombie outbreak. Like, you're waiting for something like that, thinking that if you didn't actually read, you know, the synopsis of this before seeing it. Uh, but none of that happens. It's, it takes you on a slow, 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 almost stopping at times, burn, and slowly brings up the suspense. Fanny, yes, that's her name in the movie, Fanny, Which always makes me laugh. Who would name their kid Fanny? And beyond. It's a good name. I think it's probably the best name that's ever been created.
0: It's a good name. I like it. Fanny.
1: If if I wasn't calling you Heavy Metal Bryce from now on, it might be Fanny.
0: I I wouldn't mind that. I like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, she goes to visit Melissa's aunt, the Mambo. Shit gets real and then gets fucked up, and then gets more real, then more fucked up again. And then real again, as we find out the end, real-life biopic of Clairvius Narsi gets a Haitian zombie fucked up mondo. Fair enough. I love this. I uh, the, the parts you were saying that, you know, it's like you can't have a reason. I kind of went through that whole journey myself, and then I was kind of like, well, it kind of delivered everything I wanted. I couldn't find any fault with it other than a little bit convoluted, but I kind of liked the convoluted. That,
0: and I had, as I say, I had no problem with the convoluted. I, there was so much that I should have liked in this, but at the end of the day, it I just had an overall impression, and when I was done the movie, I was like, eh. If someone would have described this movie to me, I would have said, oh, that's right up my alley. I am going to absolutely love this movie. But when I experienced it, it was okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of ticked a bunch of boxes, right? And then it was kind of like, it was kind of okay, the boxes were ticked, but they maybe didn't tape it properly.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, I don't think we're too far apart on it. It's just, uh, just for yeah, some reason, it didn't, I I just, it didn't quite connect with me.
1: Yeah, I did love the end, though, the very yeah. end, which won't
0: necessarily yeah. give
1: it away. But I love the fact they gave actual footage. I love that from a biopic, especially if through the whole movie you're not thinking, oh, this is a biopic, because, I mean, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I didn't do the research to find out if she really was his granddaughter or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But it kind of makes it think that she is his granddaughter. So I'm assuming... Maybe her her story that gets woven in there is actually part of the bio yeah,
0: right. I I have a hard time believing that that's true, but maybe. It could be. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's probably true that his daughter was a mambo, though, right? So I would
0: imagine, yeah.
1: Right. So I mean yeah, I mean the uh, end part the kinda leaves it up to your own interpretation. Yeah. Well, Did the, she get possessed yeah. by her boyfriend, blah blah blah, all those things. Don't want to spoil stuff, but I think it's definitely worth a look and it's it's very unique.
0: Oh, it has original. Yep, yeah, no, there's no question of that. All right, sir. From there, okay. where did we? What else did we watch?
1: We saw Rose Island on mm. the Netflix, and uh, Netflix. it was it was you know Italian.
0: It was very Italian. <laughs> there were Italians <laughs> in it. They spoke Italian. Yep. So <laughs> <That's laughs> Italiany. Tell me you about it. Go? No, it's you okay. you're, you're taking the lead on this one. Oh I'm, oh no, maybe okay. I'm taking the lead on this one. Sorry. I you should,
1: can do whatever you want. I should look this at is what's ours. going this is our on our podcast. We can do whatever the hell we want.
0: All right, I'm gonna take the lead. So an Italian engineer builds an island off the coast of Italy in, in international waters and declares it a sovereign nation. I the, love it. I want to be there. I know. Sign me up. How do I become a citizen? This is a film that is very watchable. It is funny in parts. It is an interesting tale based on actual events. The lead actor, Elio Germano, has a charm about him, there's no question. Um, in watching the movie, I mean, it's amazing that the UN was actually considering recognizing Rose Island as a nation. I, I don't think that ever would have happened, but the fact that they were even talking about it is kind of amazing. Uh, this endeavor by an Italian engineer actually changed the world as they doubled the distance off coasts of countries in international waters to prevent this from ever happening again. Um, it was very interesting bit of entertainment. I don't know what else to say. It was a, it was a, it was a very watchable meh. <laughs> uh, you know
1: what? Sometimes we just stream the same. Thing right, like, I mean, we're obviously watching the same movie, yes, but uh, I think we kind of have a similar feel for this one. I, I love that even in the most serious of movies, that the Italians can find campy, silly fun. Like, I just, it's like, not, I'm not saying that this movie is a super serious movie, nope, but certainly the plot of this story is a super serious idea, and yet. You put, give it to the Italians, and they're kind of like, ah, let's make this silly. Yeah. It's super silly. We'll make some fun. It's fun. It's silly. Yeah. Right. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Love, some of the parts. Yeah. I love the concept of this film. I think most people wish they could fight the power and cut the man Italian style. Uh, I really enjoyed the story as it was unfolding. I feel that it did not have enough historical information, and they tried to cram in a lot in a short amount of time, which leaves you with the feeling of really uh, knowing any of the peripheral characters. Like, I think it was so focused on him that the peripheral characters weren't really developed the way they should have been. They, you kind of got a little snippet of them, and because they tried to cram so much into it that the character development kind of fell apart a little bit. For me, I need a character development, and biopics are already coming from a place of disappointment to begin with. I would much rather have seen a documentary about this personally. Yep. Uh, not sure how much actual footage exists. Well, they had some at the uh, end
0: of the movie see. in the closing credits, though. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some.
1: yeah. Yeah. So, there's I
0: gotta mean, be enough people to interview movie. about it. It wasn't that long ago, was it?
1: Yeah, well yeah. up to fifty, so I mean yeah, a long, I guess them. most of them are probably dead. Um, but you know, um, biopics are basically medium shitty, just like people. Uh, this was a fun idea, and as with most Italian films, had some great quirky humor, but suffered the biopic drama of being a biopic. Uh gets an Italy is a great country but rose island is only a man suffered mm. with too many money shots too many staged money shots near the end it stopped feeling natural as it got to the end and in my opinion it took away from the film a bit so i don't know if, if you kind of felt that too there was a couple of shots which just kind of like okay this is just this is just too staged it doesn't feel real yeah right? yeah like no, the whole there's, scene there's no, when they're
0: there's no question
1: <laughs> it was, you know, and, and that's the thing for, with biopics, right? Uh, it's kind of like. It's also the
0: thing with Italian movies. <laughs> they'll, t- they'll take a simple concept and they'll spice it up. That's a spicy meatball. Yeah, spicy
1: a meatball. It's delicious. Yes. Delicious the meatball. Right. Yes, yeah, that's enough of streaming. All right. Let's talk about other stupid eh, things.
0: Whatever. We're going to talk about. Uh, well, I guess uh, we got kind of a special holiday double dare yeah is that what we're calling it I think that's what we're calling it it's our special holiday double dare so okay I tell you so we're going to be talking about two films that we got dared to see and I don't know about you eh, it was a it was an experience
1: yeah it was an experience yes. please tell me about Santa and the ice cream bunny please
0: uh alright I will so, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm all over this. Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny from 1972, uh, which, you, by the way, you can stream on Tubi. Tubi. San- okay, so for it- all
1: your crap needs. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the subtext of their advertising. For Tubi,
0: for all your crap needs. By the way, this got a 1.3 rating on IMDb. That is out of 10.
1: It's probably uh, three points higher than I think it should deserve, but keep going.
0: Okay, so here we go. Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny is the story of Santa's sleigh with him in it getting stranded in Florida. And then in the middle of the movie, for some reason, Santa tells a group of kids the story of Jack and the Beanstalk. Apparently, there's another version of this where... The, he actually tells the story of Thumbelina instead of Jack and the Beanstalk, but I digress. Well
1: on Tubi, there was like four different versions yeah, of Santa but you, on uh, the,
0: Yeah, on I didn't the watch money. the Riff Tracks version, I watched the original version. I don't want people talking over it, I'll talk over it myself.
1: I kind of wish I was watching this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, this film is one of the most frustrating things that I have never ever watched in my whole freaking life. It makes no sense, it doesn't follow any rules, Santa is stranded and it seems to establish early on that he can't leave his sleigh. Otherwise, why would he just be sitting there sweating his balls off in the hot Florida sun? So Santa just sits there, roasting in the sun, I guess waiting for someone to help him? Then we get a bunch of kids seemingly magically summoned to come and find Santa. They all show up and decide that they will try to bring various animals to pull Santa's sleigh instead of reindeer. We got a goat and a pig and a dog and a horse. Now, none of these animals were actually hooked up to the sleigh. They just sort of backed them up, where they should have been harnessed, and then they shrugged their shoulders, and as the animals could not pull the sleigh, of course they couldn't pull the sleigh! They weren't hooked up to the sleigh! At some point, we also got Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn showing up, and at this point, I find myself saying, okay, why not?
1: (sighs) I'm on board now. Let's just take this train to where it goes.
0: So then Santa tells the story of Jack and the Beanstalk, for what reason I have no idea. Then we get the climax of the movie. Here comes the ice cream bunny driving a vintage car full of children. Where did he come from? Why does he want the one to save Santa? Really, what the hell is an ice cream bunny? Can you please just give me some sort of explanation why the ice cream bunny is here? With no explanation given, we see the ice cream bunny driving to Santa's location to save the day. Now the fact that Santa refused to leave his sleigh led me to believe that under no circumstance would he leave his said sleigh. Otherwise, why would he not just get off the sleigh and get help himself at the beginning of the movie? But Santa now gladly leaves his sleigh to go with the ice cream bunny. So now Santa is in the car with the ice cream bunny and they're driving away, abandoning all the children on the beach probably miles and miles away from their homes. And where the hell are they going? Is the ice cream bunny going to drive Santa all the way to the North Pole? And by the way, while all this foolishness is going on, Santa's sleigh magically disappears from the beach. Where did it go? Has it been transported to the North Pole? What is going on? Now I'm... ah, ah. Now am I to assume that the ice cream bunny is going to drive Santa to Florida, to the North Pole, in that vintage car that is in obvious need of repair? There is no way that car is making it to the North Pole. This was one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. I was so frustrated watching it. This was the ultimate in Christmas rages. Yeah, I wish we would
1: have had it on our... Krampus special.
0: This and, was ridiculous. Hey, here's,
1: my, here's my here's my theory. Yes. Are you following me? Before I go into my rage about it. Yes. My theory is that the ice cream bunny is a pedophile, and so is Santa. And the ice cream bunny collects all the little children, and then he thought, "Huh, why don't I pick up my accomplice, Santa, and take him with me? Because everything you say is 100 true. None of it." This whole movie doesn't make sense.
0: Nothing makes sense.
1: The only thing that would make sense is that the bunny, or the person dressed up as a bunny in a suit, and Santa, who couldn't seem to even go in the nice, cool, breezy water to cool off instead of, like, as you say, wet his balls off on the on slate, the is, like, the only thing that would make sense is that this was made by pedophiles for pedophiles. Santa and the ice cream bunny. First off, what the fuck was this? And why would anybody make this awful mind-rake film? Yes, this was a mind-rake. My brain was violated in a way that it will never recover. The sound mix is basically unlistenable. I quote my dear wife as we were watching this when she said, this is a home movie. And then she said, what the fuck is this? And then she stopped watching it. (laughs) She left the room and said, goodbye. This film is unwatchable. And to dare someone to see this is to say, I hate you more than Hitler. So I dare you to see this movie. I can't, or maybe don't, want to talk any more about this. But please know, this torture watching this movie is not the same as watching, say, a terrible movie like Nine Lives or The Cutting Edge. Why, you ask? Nine Lives is a big budget movie with big stars. And they were thinking, Huh, we're making a hit movie here. We've got all these stars. Where this, on the other hand, was made by mentally ill idiots who knew full well this movie was shit and had no hope of more than 100 people in the world ever seeing
0: it. Oh, but many people have.
1: Yeah, I know, because it got 1.3 rating and uh, I hasten to even ask how many reviews got it to 1.3. But what I do know is donkeys pigs sheep cows horses huh i guess the local farm ran out of animals uh maybe was the parade of animals that lasted 15 minutes was it really truly necessary an awful musical rendition of hack and the beanstalk like just fuck me a happy ending worth waiting for this is not there's there is not Enough drugs on the planet that could make anything about this film good. This was a sadistic, torturous rage of a movie. I would not wish this on my worst enemy.
0: That was bad.
1: So, you know what? Kudos to who dared us because this was really, truly an awful, awful, awful movie. Thanks, Kim. (laughs) Yeah. Let's Let's not put Kim in charge of the dares again. No, we need, to, we need a week to recover. At least. <laughs> Although I think next week, when it's our Christmas special, yep. we'll be talking about a movie that's almost as bad. And they, it was another big budget movie ish. Jingle all the way too. Do
0: you remember oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was god awful. Yeah. yeah. stay tuned next terrible. week.
1: Because <laughs> if we think uh, the ice cream bunny is bad. <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. 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 So from from that okay. <laughs> from
0: that little treasure, little holiday treasure, we move on to another one: Santa Claus Conquers the Martians from 1964. Jim, what did you think of what? it?
1: What did I think of it? Well, at least this uh, this shitball fest, the sound mix was professional. And the budget was well over the price of a Santa and a bunny suit rental for a day. I can say that much. Not sure who this was originally for, though. There was way too much adult dialogue for it to be a kid movie. It's way too stupid to be for adults, I'm guessing. Um, It's clearly made for stoners who wish someone would create a show about trekking around the stars to boldly go where Santa has never gone before. This film, unlike the stupid fucking bunny film we saw, is at least watchable with a story and plot, albeit an awful story, and everything except the sound mix being completely terrible and annoying. I love the polar bear. I love the robot. I love the elf that Hammer would appear to be nothing with a plastic hammer. I'm like, okay, what are they building with a plastic hammer?
0: I don't know, but it was awesome.
1: It was was pretty awful. Mrs. Claus?
0: It wasn't awful. It was awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was Truly awful. The sweet, super tight hot pants of the Martians—so tight you can see what Martian religion they are. Santa and the little children's laughter, ha ha, ha ha ha! Super hot Martian lady. Apparently, though, there is only one Martian lady on the entire planet. We only got to see one Martian lady, but we saw a whole bunch of Martian dudes. The Martian toy shop. The great makeup job of all the Martians, but otherwise it was truly an awful movie. Did I mention there was a bubble orgy at the, near the end of the movie? Well, I mean it was kind of a bubble orgy. I interpret it as it was a bubble orgy, um, and he doesn't actually conquer the Martians. He has a bubble orgy and giggles, then he goes home. Best line: "Are you a television set?"
0: Still, it was
1: an awful. Still, it was an awful, terrible rage. But I did laugh a few times at it. Can't see why it's considered a classic bad good film. But as I watched this sober and not on drugs, like I assume most people watch this, it was still a rage for me. I didn't laugh enough that it made it. It was just too much boredom to enjoy. Fully, yeah, no. Hmm. I did. It was. It was. There was times where it wasn't. Awful funny enough, they just had too much dialogue. There was just way too much dialogue.
0: Huh. Yeah. Well, you asked the question, who was this movie made for?
1: I'm about to tell you. I'm not going to say me.
0: It was made for this guy.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I loved this movie. It had action, adventure, laughs, drama, and a killer soundtrack. The Martians decide to kidnap Santa, and in doing so, they also kidnap a couple of kids. Also, also uh, oh, I'm just so excited talking about this. Although at one point, the kids get away, but then the Martians unleash an impressive-looking robot named Torg. We also get some high tension as the kids avoid a polar bear, played brilliantly by some dude in a very convincing polar bear costume. Torg Our also party. eventually leads the Martians to Santa. On their way to Mars, the evil Voldar tries to kill Santa and the kids. It was all so good. We get an epic fight between Voldar and Keemar, who seems to be one of the leaders of the Martians. Keemar prevails, and he places Voldar under arrest. But when they get to Mars, Voldar escapes. Bad news for Santa and the kids, as he is hell-bent oh. on revenge. Once on oh, Mars, no. Santa brings joy to all the children. Well, not all the children, but two children on Mars. Apparently, there's only two children on <laughs> Mars. There is s- one woman. And one woman. There is a scene where Santa starts laughing when meeting the Martian children, and it is truly infectious, as everyone in the scene starts laughing as well. And then inexplicably, I started laughing. I just, it was so good. Truly infectious stuff. From here, from, from here we learn that the Martians want to keep Santa for themselves forever, and why wouldn't they? Meanwhile, Voldar is hatching a plan to take down Santa. Through all of this, Santa forms a friendship with a Martian named Droppo. Santa eventually thwarts the efforts of Voldar and convinces the Martians to let him and the children go. As Droppo is more than a capable, and then sorry, the as Droppo is more than capable of fulfilling the duties of Santa. This was a feel-good movie if ever there was one. The movie starts. And finishes with the song, Hooray for Santa Claus, which is now my favorite Christmas song. This movie was Mondo, and so was the song Hooray for Santa Claus. And as a very special Christmas gift to everyone listening, here it is. How good was that?
1: That was literally the worst thing I've ever heard. I cannot believe you like liked that. Song
0: that before. is <laughs> my favorite Christmas song of all time. I am so glad that I got to share that with all of our listeners. Merry Christmas to all.
1: And to all a shitball sandwich. That, that was awful.
0: That is going to spread like wildfire. People are going to say, you know what? You got to listen to this week's podcast so you can hear Hooray for Santa Claus. They actually play the whole song. I think we may get like 500,000 listens this this week.
1: Yeah, we may take over Joe Rogan's spot because, yeah, I'm sure he's pretty jealous that we, that we played Hooray for Santa Claus, sung by some stupid little brats, uh, which is annoying and hurting my ears and he didn't. So yeah, I could
0: see that, sure. It's I'm so good. I, I I legit loved this movie. It was so much fun. I was giddy through the whole thing. Every line of dialogue made me happy. There wasn't one thing. The guy that they chose to cast as Santa Claus was so unbelievably fantastic in the role. The Martians <laughs> were like my, like, my mind is blown. This was the greatest Christmas movie ever made. I love this movie. Move over, the Uh, ref. That was my favorite Christmas movie. For no longer, it is now Santa Claus conquers the Martians.
1: Well, I hope you put this on rotation for every Christmas.
0: I am gonna. There is there is no question that this movie gets watched every single Christmas from now until the day I die.
1: Yeah, I'll stick to Krampus movies on Christmas. They're my favorite. I didn't favorite think, Christmas you know movies. what?
0: I'm not a big Christmas movie guy, but this one, it had everything. I'd, I don't know that I was so happy at the end of watching this movie. As I say, I was downright giddy. I felt like a kid. This movie brought me back to my childhood because I felt like a like a kid. I don't know that I've had this much enjoyment in the Christmas season since maybe I was like nine years old.
1: Wow. And that, you know what? Just like normal, we're back to our regular routine. At least we've got a rage from me going into our open rage.
0: All right. On that note.
1: (laughs) Temperature rising.
2: Vision blurring. Rage taking
1: over. My rage this week, other than crappy Christmas movies, obviously, is... Our cinemas are now closed, and I'm sure they're closed in most places in the world. So this will be, you know, I can maybe not see my kids over the Christmas holidays. I can maybe even, you know, not get to go to my favorite restaurant on Christmas. But this would be the first Christmas that I've never been able to go to the cinemas and it's stressing me out on top of the fact that warner brothers just made an announcement that needs to be brought up that they're going to take all their content and push it onto hbo in the states and only available in the states so as a movie watching canadian citizen first off america i'm jealous but second off i'm like the crtc in Canada is a bunch of dicks unless we can find a way for us to be able to watch some of these great movies that are going to be coming out it's going to be just like our film Shirley, which i've been trying to watch for god knows how long and they've had in the states for who knows how long so my rage this week is kind of simple but i'm sure a lot of people are also in the same boat which is We want this fucking COVID to go away so that we can have our lives back. We want cinemas back and we want movies. We want them to still keep putting money into movies. And okay, I don't get this at all. So they allow liquor stores and cannabis stores to stay open. And these are things that are supposed to be helpful for our mental health. How are they not letting cinemas stay open with proper distancing? They've already proven that there wasn't one case where they came from a cinema, because guess what? They were getting maybe 20 people to each movie. They can fit them all in there, no problem. That's all I got. It's more of a sad rage than a anger rage. I got all the rage sucked out of me with those two terrible Christmas movies.
0: Wow, one terrible Christmas movie movie and one classic. Uh, A holiday classic.
1: really, Really, really. Really terrible. Hmm. Terrible. You figure right eh? Awful. Yeah, it's terrible.
0: All right, sir. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, it's time for my rage. Hmm. Music's making me rage. Are you ready? I was born ready to rage. All right, my rage this week is the fact that if you watch Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, there is a scene where all the boys and girls are summoned to save Santa Claus. In this scene, boys and girls are shown playing baseball, playing with a dog, skipping rope, wrestling, throwing a frisbee, and skateboarding, amongst some other stuff too. The screen then freezes mid-action, which was no big deal, but the part with the little girl skateboarding froze just as the girl was about to take a a fall off the skateboard and do a faceplant onto the concrete. A few minutes later, these scenes are revisited and they unfreeze, and we see the next moments of action. My anticipation was at an all time high as they rolled through every action, as the kid hits the baseball and the dog jumps through the girl's arms, etc., etc. Now, my anticipation was building because I could not wait to see the little girl do a faceplant onto the concrete. But when we go back to that scene, it did not unfreeze at the point it was frozen. Instead, the girl was not even on the skateboard, but the little boy was. I did Yeah, uh, she was uh, uh, she, uh.
1: Okay, sir. Let me get this straight. What the is going that you did was a Mondo. No, that's Santa Claus
0: and the ice cream bunny there, dip.
1: Oh, you were talking about the other terrible movie.
0: Yes, I'm not talking about Santa Claus conquered. Are you even listening to me? Anyways, apparently not, not. what is going on? Why does every scene continue from the moment they have been frozen? Except for this one. Every other scene was a direct sequence from where the screen was frozen, except for the skateboarding scene. This movie could have given me one little bit of pleasure, but they could not even give me that. If I could have seen that little girl fall on her face, I may have even made this movie a meh, but instead, it was more frust- another frustrating sequence among the sea of turds that made up this movie. I truly hate Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny.
1: So, you just wanted a double rate?
0: <laughs> it made me angry. i I'm, I swear <laughs> they froze all those scenes, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And then when they when they went when they revisited it a couple minutes later, and they started showing all the, because as soon as that happened i was like why didn't they show the girl fall on her face she's like she literally is on the skateboard she goes and puts her foot down and she slips and she starts to fall forward and they freeze it and literally she is about to do a face plant onto the concrete and i was like why are they freezing it and then they go back and all of a sudden they're showing. Where they froze, and they literally, where they stopped it, they rolled the film forward after that. I was like, this is fantastic. The little girl's coming up. The little girl's coming up. I'm going to see her do the thing And then they go to that scene, and it's not where they froze it. She's not even on the skateboard. Wow. I, was, I, I don't know that I've ever been so upset about anything in, like, the last three years.
1: Yeah, the rest of the movie was, I mean, it wouldn't, that
0: face plant wouldn't have saved this to a man. I can't believe it would have. You it know what? So I, think it, I, think it, I think it might have. No way! The sheer anticipation that it caused me. I was like, wow. At least there's something here. There's something. They're, 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 they couldn't even give me that. Those dirty, rotten yeah, bastards. Those <laughs> bastards. Why would they? They, the they dangled that little carrot in front of me. And that frickin' you, ice cream bunny grabbed it? it and ate it instead of showing it to me. So I am not... That's true.
1: I am so You're not divine.
0: cool with those bastard sons of... Aww, nah. too
1: bad. See, whereas me, I was just raging because the whole movie was terrible.
0: Yeah, the whole movie was terrible, but it had this potential to make me smile once. And it couldn't even do that. Just give me one smile. Just one. <laughs> you can't even give me that. God, I hated that movie. Well,
1: maybe you'll see your... Your face plant in your dreams.
0: Yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> Alright.
1: Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Mm. Okay, well, I just, these are a couple reminders more than anything else. But I do have to ask did you get a chance to watch? rewatch
0: wonder woman i did didn't you did i did oh, i'm so i wanted to here. get robin right on the list i, I wanted her to be undoubted i do too but it's impossible because wonder woman was not a good movie it was meh uh, at best. Uh, and it wasn't even a high meh where I could maybe fudge it a little. Let's give it a little nudge into Mondo so I can get Robin Wright now. No, can't do it. Wonder Woman was the definition of meh. In fact, was, as I say, it was a it was a low meh. I just it did not connect at all with me. Uh, it is Robin not a good movie. And I wish Robin I wish that it right. was, because nothing would make me happier than putting Robin Wright on the list, but I, I can't. Sorry. Mm.
1: Well, I can't argue with the fact I mean, I'm in love with Wonder Woman So I have Rose colored glasses on
0: Yes, they must be really rosy Because if they If they they made that movie into a mondo For you
1: Okay, you just literally Gave one of the worst Christmas movies A mondo, so you cannot be the No, no, I gave
0: The best Christmas movie ever made A mondo
1: Yes, no. So, anyway, Wonder Woman, interestingly enough, the first time I saw it, I started to not be too happy with it. But after the fourth time I saw it in the theater...
0: <laughs> well, I've seen it twice now, so you're <laughs> saying i got to watch it like two more times and maybe it'll creep back up? It can't get I don't, to a not man. Think,
1: I don't think it will for you, but it's, it's funny because the first time I was watching it, I was going like, okay, some of this is just dumb. But then... I, got, I allowed comic book reality to be my own reality, and then I was okay with it. All right. The things that bothered me about it just got absorbed into the fact that, well, this is a comic book universe. Who am I to think of logic in this movie? And then it
2: was okay.
0: All right. <laughs> so, that's
1: one down. Did yes. you happen to see anything? No, nothing Grammar else. I was
0: too busy watching awesome Christmas movies.
1: Uh-huh, yeah. Well, that means you're going to have just that much more watching of terrible movies from Kelsey Grammer and
0: Denise uh, I'm going to have some to time. Me. i got a bunch of days off in the road during the holidays here. So by the end of the year, I'll at least have watched, uh, what is it, Money Plane and there's some Denise Richards Christmas movie. Hey, it's the holidays. I might as well watch that too.
1: Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah, it's called My Adventures, Where's Santa?
0: My Adventures with Santa. It sounds uh, kind of uh, sexual.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping it is. And then uh, you have to see Baby, Baby, Baby.
0: I have to see Baby, Baby, Baby?
1: Yeah, it's a double whammy. So you'll watch Money Plane.
0: Money Plane. And
1: you'll rage over that because it's truly, truly one of the worst movies that Denise Richards has been in. Mm Mm-hmm. And Kelsey Grammer is also in it. All right. And then... That's two. They killed two birds with one stone, and then you just got two movies to watch, and we could have two new Doubteds on our list.
0: Maybe, well uh,
1: I'm 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 unless Baby 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 can pull it out. I can't imagine my Adventures with Santa will. <laughs> I and can't but imagine that thing, either. But but the sad thing is, if Baby Baby Baby, I just like saying that title. Baby Baby if Baby Baby Baby. baby Yes. Or, my adventures with Santa are either one or math. We have to take this to another level. We've got to watch another movie.
0: <laughs> oh, joy.
1: <laughs> oh, joy. Oh, joy. Oh, I'm so excited that this Christmas is going to be the best present ever. Mm. Okay. Well, we're going to go. I'm going to put forward somebody I've been waiting to put forward. Almost for like a whole year now. But I've been saving it. And we kind of talked a little bit about him maybe a couple episodes ago. But I'm putting Kang Ho Song, the father from Parasite, on for the Undoubted. And if he doesn't make the Undoubted, I am throwing him forward for the mesmerized.
0: (laughs) I have a feeling... Because I think I've actually looked at him before that this might just make it. But let's, uh, what do you got?
1: So there's two movies on it I haven't seen.
0: Let's see. Um, yeah.
1: And if you, but if you've seen them, uh, I'll probably just have to see one because I'm, I can't imagine either one of them will be. They have to be a Matt or Mondo. So I think there's a pretty good chance of that. So 2013, he was in a movie called The Face Reader, which I have not seen. I haven't seen it. Then he was in 2013, he was in The Attorney, which to me was a Mondo.
0: Yep, Mondo.
1: And then 2015, he was in The Throne, which I also have not seen.
0: Uh, the Throne. No, I don't think I've seen it either. was shocking me. Uh, okay, well, okay, I guess we've got sure some you've watching to do. seen these other ones. Okay, go ahead.
1: 2016 is The Age of Shadows, which for me was a Mondo.
0: Mondo.
1: Uh, a Taxi Driver, which is also a Mondo. Mondo. Uh, Parasite, which was a Mondo. Mondo. We already know that. And then the King's Letter, which I did not love. I gave it a mess.
0: King's Letter. What was it about?
1: Let me read the prenotations.
0: Did I see this? I'm not sure. I
1: don't know. That was a good question.
0: How long? When was it out? Uh, It was out
1: in 2019. It's a historical film about King Sejong who risked everything of his to invent the Ming Jung Korean script for his people and the people who weren't recorded in history.
0: I got some watching to do. I don't think I saw that.
1: Yeah, so you gotta see three of them. It was a mess. Uh, for me, I didn't hate it, but I would watch that one first because the chances of you raging off something would be that one first. So I would watch The King's Letter for you first, Good. if I would say. Uh, all right, and I have a mesmerized to put forward based on last week, which oh. is Marianne Jean-Baptiste.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. She was she is. She's totally mesmerizing. Everything that she's in is she's fantastic. She she it just shines. Absolutely yeah. shines. And I you you're right. When she's on the screen I can't look away. She's fantastic.
1: Yeah. She I mean, she kicked Mel Gibson's ass in uh, in The Fat Man. Like when she was on screen she's like, What? Mel Gibson? Did you hate her? Whatever. Um <laughs> you gotta stop Okay, saying and I'm putting that. one more No way, man. Not ever saying it until he 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 apologized to all my Jewish friends first. Um, okay, so I'm putting one more forward yep. just because I don't I th- I know we talked about her, I think we tried to get her on Undoubted, but there's a couple movies in there we didn't love, and that's Lupita Nyong'o, mm.
0: who to me is mesmerizing. Yeah, no, I got no problem with that. She absolutely well, is, and she is a very beautiful uh, woman.
1: She is stunningly beautiful and I just want her to be in everything, all, everywhere, all the time. We know she can do comedy. We yep. know she can do action. Yep. We know she can do dramas. We yep. know she can do horrors. Yep. What can't she do? Is uh, there a genre that she, she hasn't been in that we maybe she, haven't
0: seen? I think she can do it all. And if there is a genre Has that we done haven't seen. Has she done a rom-com?
1: Has she done a rom-com? I'm not sure. I might even watch it if she was in a rom-com.
0: There you go. Well, that right there—that that, uh, that shows you how much you love this lady.
1: <laughs> yes, true. All right. Well, that's it for the list this week. Cool. Let's go to our favorite segment of all time. This week on Rage or Dare, we had to watch the Jew hater yet again when Mel Gibson. Jodie Foster and a couple of old movie TV hacks grew together this action-adventure comedy love story from 1994 called Maverick. This week, Bryce will have to choose to go back to his early Christmas present and the darebag, or will he stick with the great and powerful rage? Let's start with Bryce and see if Jodie Foster, the mesmerized, meets the racist Mel Gibson. To make a classic 90s throwback or will it make him and i rage because that's the best that racists deserve right over to you
0: ah maverick i saw this in the theater ah! <laughs> i saw maverick. this in the theater back when it came out in 1994 i remember be- being better than it actually is uh, based on the 1950s TV series starring James Garner in the title role, th- this version, having Maverick played by Mel Gibson, must have seemed a little dated in even 1994, and now in 2020, it's even more dated. The attempts at humor misfire every time. Like, I didn't, I did not laugh once, and I know they were trying hard, but I didn't laugh once. The situations are silly, and the twist ending can be spotted from a mile away. You can see them trying so very hard to be funny, but at no point did they succeed. Apparently, I must have been more easily entertained when I was 20 years old. Because I had fond memories of this wretched waste of time. This was a rage. I was sure it was (laughs) not going to be, but it is. And that's all I really want to say about it, because it's just not a good movie. Richard Donner made a couple good movies. This was not one of them. It's, uh,
1: oh my God! I can't believe everything you just said. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. <it's> like,
0: <laughs> what do you say? It's just, it's just, it's just so much pablum, and it's just, I don't know what. Like, I guess it was, it was definitely made for the masses, and I, I'm, and I don't want to insult the masses, but it's like, I don't know, It's just like the Graham Greene stuff, really. It was, like, yeah. everything was just bad.
1: Yep. Okay, well, let me give you my full take on this. Yes, go for it. I used to love the Jew-hating milk back in the day. And, man, this had so many great actors from the past. This is one of those movies that is super dated, just like you said. Uh, and that is part of the crux of this film. I also... Had a real problem seeing Jodie Foster as a sex symbol. I don't know why. She plays such powerful women, and then she's playing a sex symbol in this. It was kind of like it doesn't fit her persona of a strong, powerful woman. I don't know. I, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of bothersome. It was weird. I remember thinking when I first saw this in the theaters that it was okay. So isn't that funny that we both <laughs> thought that? Okay, maybe. This <laughs> I was remember so it bad. being not bad. Yeah. But god almighty, this was painful to watch. It was way too long, way too uninteresting, way too much card playing at the end with a who the fuck cares who wins mentality at the end. I kind of stopped caring about anyone or anything about this about five minutes into the movie, and then it never got more interesting. Problems? Why was Mel Gibson narrating for some parts of the movie and then it kind of just stops for no apparent reason? It's It's like, what happened to the narration? It was like, what? Not even sure uh, there was any historical accuracy about this film at all. Chemistry of Gibson and Foster were sisterly brotherly at best. The characters are all one dimensional and idiotic. Again, I'm not sure who this movie was for. The only thing I liked in this movie was the fact that Graham Greene was in it. uh, And he was taking advantage of the white man. But the dialogue and, and discussion was terrible. Moral of this story, do not go back to the 80s. They suck. Get to, oh my fucking God, this movie never ended 80s rage.
0: But it was from 1994.
1: Yeah. But it sure felt like it was the 80s. <laughs> it, kinda,
0: it actually did have that vibe. It's the kind of crap that would have come out in the 80s. There's no question. It
1: was. It was like a whole time I was watching. I'm like, this was made in the 90s? It sure feels 80s
0: to me. No, it, was, it was not good. Not So, you've got to
1: pull some juice. Yeah. Where are you going? Are you going dare or you going rage? Going dare bag. Oh, going dare.
0: We're going to leave it to our, to our loving audience. Let's see what happens when I reach my hand into this bag of goodies. I always like oh, to re- hope it's delicious. You know what? I always love reaching into this bag because it's given me such pleasure. I I don't understand why they've they've uh you know I I what did I get to watch? I got got to watch Phone Booth, which was excellent. I got to watch mm-hmm. um I don't even remember. I've gotten some some gems in. Turkish Star Wars. You got yeah. Turkish Star, Star Wars was not great, but oh, f- And now I get it. One of my favorite movies. I, I can't wait to. Well, it's not one of my. It's one of my favorite horror series and. A lot of people are going to go, whatever, that can't be... I enjoy all of them. It's Final Destination. It's part four. Now, I don't remember part four. Don't remember it all. But I'm sure it will be quite pleasurable. So far... Well, I kn- I know it's lot-
1: interesting they picked four. Yeah. So if they picked one, I would agree. It's a pretty good movie. Yep. If they picked two i might be that's okay it gets
0: a little repetitious after a while
1: so are you gonna watch all five of them versus five
0: uh i will watch i actually just watched the first one recently like i don't know i think when we were doing our like favorite horror movies because i thought it might make my list and then i watched it was like no i can't quite make my list but i i really liked final destination i thought it was kind of an original idea at the time and
2: You know, when you take
0: when you take that original idea and you make six more movies, well, it becomes less original, obviously. But I still, you know, I always thought they were a lot of fun. So hey, once again, I remember going to Final Destination Four and going, "Yeah, this ain't bad. (laughs) I'm kind of enjoying (laughs) this. It's exactly what I expect it to be. Let's let's uh, have a good time with this." So I am looking forward to this.
1: I don't know where. Like I'm looking on IMDb and I'm not seeing it.
0: Final Destination Four.
1: Yeah, so it, this is what it lists: Final Destination, Final Destination Two, Final Destination Five, Final Destination Three, and yeah. then one that's called Final Destination, which may be four. Yeah, the, the, four, the four
0: I think four is the final destination. And yeah, and yeah, there's Final Destination. And then when they made four, it was the final destination. And then I so then think because I think back and made five. yeah, because I think they thought that was going to end the whole thing, which. Apparently it didn't, because five came out. Can,
1: and then there's By the a, way, there was a
0: there was a time I got I got to go look in my in my uh, there was a time when I actually owned all these movies. I think I may have given them away of over the years, because that's kind of what I did. Yeah, you know, I had this pile of Blu-rays, and every time someone would come over, I'm like, go ahead and take what you want, because I'm never gonna watch them.
1: You're the movie Santa, is that what you're saying? I was
0: the movie Santa for a lot of years there, but now my the the piles and piles of Blu-rays is now to almost nothing. So. But I'm going to take a look. I might actually own this. But if I don't... I Can you
1: won't. watch 5 too? Because I kind of want to know if they should have given you 5 instead of 4.
0: <laughs> Just for you, Jim, I will watch 4 and 5. And I will uh, review them both in two uh, weeks. that's
1: the best. That's the best. Oh, what a great episode this was. All right.
0: I'm, I'm adding as we speak 4 and 5. To this little piece <laughs> as of paper well as that's
1: baby baby baby.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I wrote that down as well. Baby 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 and You sure you know how to and money plane and something about Santa. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so next week everybody, get ready for our uh, super Christmas special yes. that we'll be launching. On the twenty third, right next Wednesday is the 23rd. Yeah, we'll
0: try to get it up on the twenty third uh, for your uh, Christmas uh, listening, and then yeah. uh, and then and then mark your calendars because on the thirtieth, I'm going to be talking about Final Destination four and five.
1: That's right, and maybe, just maybe, we might have some answers on Kelsey Grammar and Denise Richards.
0: I'll do my very best.
1: I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have some, some time sad. off during the
0: holidays, so I will make sure that I that I've got some answers for you. You can oh, count on terrible. it, Mister.
1: <laughs> well, I guess that's it. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the Film Rage crew of Leonard for Pacific Vision Photography, via Leonard Collin's Photography. Listen to us on all podcasting sites. Find us on all social media at FilmrageYYC and check out our website at FilmRageYYC.com. We're always wanting your feedback making the raising glass for all the. So please comment often and please make us raise. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on!
0: Rage on!